0: Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Box with your host and CEO of Babblebox, Sherry Langbert. Sherry interviews the world's biggest brands, agencies, and influencers to uncover their influencer marketing secrets to success. Go behind the scenes and learn how you can make influencer marketing part of your social media playbook. Subscribe to Beyond the Box at podcast.babelbox.com. Listen to all of your favorite episodes and follow us on Instagram for more influencer marketing inspiration. What started out as a passion has turned into one of the leading jewelry companies now celebrating its 10th anniversary. I'm pleased to welcome to our show today, Holly Daniels Christensen, founder and CEO of Dune Jewelry. Hi, Holly. Hi, Sherry. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the show
1: and congrats on your 10 year anniversary of Dune Jewelry. I can't believe it. I mean, I can, but I can't. It just, it goes by so quick. Thank you. Yeah.
0: We're celebrating kind of our 10th too. So I know I remember those days sitting at my desk by myself and it's, it's an amazing feeling. Tell me how you kind of went from starting to develop jewelry as a hobby. Describe those
1: early days it feels like I've been on fast forward. But if I think back, I had always wanted to have a creative outlet. I love the beaches of Cape Cod where I grew up. And I was helping a childhood best friend, my childhood best friend with her business where she made these ornaments out of sand from local beaches on the Cape. Mm -hmm. And I would go out to different arts and craft shows and see the reaction that people had to the sentimental value of that of that sand or or from specific places. And we started working together more seriously and thought, what's the next level? What, what's something that we can do where people can carry this sentimental item with them always. And the answer was jewelry. And ultimately she decided to continue with her business and raise her three sons. I decided to pursue the jewelry aspect of what we were doing and, you know, fast forward Ten years and and it's crazy, but I started right at my kitchen table, just honing my craft, playing with different sands from different locations all over the world, figuring out how to use jeweler's resin and different epoxies and different techniques. That are the jewelry you, industry. Yes, yeah, so are. are you
0: like trained at making jewelry,
1: or did you take a jewelry make it Like, how does one start to make their own jewelry? Yeah, so I took a few classes at a place called Metalworks in Waltham, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and from there it was all trial and error. And so how do you mass produce that now? Or is it still handmade by people? You know, I wish, no, I don't. I don't wish it was mass produced, but I do <laughs> wish. <laughs> I I remember in the early days, people would say to me, well, this isn't scalable. This this custom personalized artisan crafted jewelry is not scalable. So if you want this big business or you want to to grow larger, it's not going to happen. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's crap. There has to be a way. And so we started figuring out processes and and procedures and ways to design the jewelry so that it was a little bit easier or or more efficient to craft. But no, we handmake and personalize every single piece. So if you go on a honeymoon and you come back and you want to hold a tangible reminder of that moment, you know, on a on a beach honeymoon or a hike or something, you can bring back sand or even a rock or leaves or flowers and we can incorporate it into our jewelry amazing so i am the person i have
0: rocks from santorini yes you know i have
1: stuff from seville from spain so tell me about your sandbanks my it's incredible it's incredible so again back at my kitchen table 10 years ago actually it was like 12 but we started the business 10 years ago i would call the town hall and say hi can I speak to someone about obtaining one cup of sand from Mm -hmm. your this beach or that beach? And they would kind of bounce me around the town hall and they'd be like, are you, do you need to like fill a sandbox? I'm like, no, 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 just one cup for my business. And I would go on these road trips and collect one cup of sand because come to find out one cup of sand can actually last years and years. It makes over 1200 pieces of jewelry. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know, I know, (laughs) but the coolest thing is that once we started as a business our customers would call and say hey i just got back from iceland i have a little pinch of of sand that i brought home can i send it to you so that so that you can make something for me and of course my answer was absolutely nine times out of 10 it would be more than a pinch it would be a few tablespoons or sometimes crazy you know pill bottles altoids containers all <coughs> filled with sand or flowers or rocks and we would call the customer and say hey can do you mind if we use the rest of us this, this to add to our sand bank. And they would say, sure. And so now we have over 4,500 sands and natural elements in the sand bank. I'm going to ask, which is the most
0: popular piece of jewelry with which sand? Not the most popular jewelry, but which sand is
1: the most asked for? That is a tough question. We don't we're actually uh, replatforming our, our website next year so that we can track that. but right now we only track the designs. But I'm really close to the business. so I, I do watch orders go out the door. And um, I would say, there's a lot of very typical what you would think um like Cape Cod, Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard is very popular, Long Beach Island, New Jersey is very wow. popular. Yep. If we go up uh, up north, Prince Edward Island is very popular because it's this really cool, like Old red. Canada. Yeah, red, ruddy color that's really incredible. But then a lot of the Caribbean islands. And I do notice too. And this is going to sound crazy, but it does tie into influencers on a, on a large level. When, do you remember when the Kardashians went to Iceland for the first time? I saw a correlation between them going to Iceland, then Iceland becoming a very trendy place to travel or trendier than it was previously. And then I would see a lot of, a lot of requests coming in for that. So while that might not be our most popular, I definitely saw a correlation That is so interesting. We just did, um, you
0: know, some kind of appreciation gift and we sent for clients to pick their favorite gummies. And it's so interesting to see everyone pick like a peach, you know, I don't know what it's called, gummy bear. And I'm like, I can't believe out of all these flavors, people picked peach gummy bears. It's so interesting to see what, you know, what people choose
1: in terms of their favorites. It really it is it is, and it's so tough to like stay on top of what <laughs> what people are gonna be doing and liking and what's trending, but I'm always looking,
0: yeah, it's very interesting with the data you like looking at that data and seeing if there's anything you could do with it on that note, like do you get like you must get such wonderful stories from customers, like is there any that are there
1: any or one that stands out uh oh, I when we had a smaller studio, I would be sitting kind of in the middle of the floor, like of the production floor and people would know, my team would know when I had a, a we, this sounds insensitive, but it wasn't when I had a crier on the phone because I would start crying. So someone would call, can I, can I speak with the founder? Um, and they'd start telling me their story and they'd be crying and I'd be crying and the whole team can hear what I'm doing. Cause we're, you know, we're a small business. Now I have my own office, but Back a few years ago. And um, that's how sentimental this is for people. So I would say one of the most sentimental stories I received was a woman who had gone to the same beach on the South Shore of Massachusetts every single year on similar days with her grandmother and they sat in the same exact place, same Mm -hmm. exact place. Every single time they went to this particular beach and long, longer story short um, her grandmother passed. She sprinkled her grandmother's ashes in that place. And then a few months later learned about Dune and went back to that place and scooped up, you know, a a half a cup of sand and sent it into us. And her story was just so touching. She and her grandmother were so close and they were such deep lovers of the beach and that particular beach, it was, it was really emotional. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. I I can't even, it's such a a wonderful business. So, you know, I kind of thinking about your business and how you got started. Cause I remember when I got started and it was like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, like it kind of was still so new. And so how did Facebook back in the day, help you grow your business?
1: Well, I think that, and because there was no Instagram back then, I'm still trying to (laughs) figure that out. Facebook was my main source of connection with the outside world. I would post everything on Facebook and this is when it was so organic and you really had, you had direct conversations with your customers and people who are interested in your business. So without even knowing it, I was creating these these small focus groups and I would put up designs do you like this vote on it what do you like about it would you buy this how much would you buy it for I mean I was speaking of data I mean I was collecting all this data without knowing it I wasn't trained I didn't I didn't know what I was doing I just knew that there was all this goodness on Facebook where I could co- connect with people um, and get true feedback. And it was amazing. Amazing. I still have people who follow me to this day on Facebook from 10 years ago.
0: And I'm sure like polls and their functionality didn't even exist. It was probably just, no. was it all your friends or was it, did it grow organically and people telling people?
1: It did. I mean, this, this, it was, I mean, I don't even think we spent a penny with social media marketing up until maybe five years ago. Yeah, it was all organic. We do guess that, guess this element contest, and it would be like sand collected on the Hollywood Trail versus sand from Positano, Italy. And, <laughs> and it, yeah, and we just get people really talking, and you had a much further reach back then than you do now.
0: Yeah, now you have to pay for everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I know I have a friend who's in the jewelry business or she was, and she's always talking about why she closed down her jewelry, because she would say to me, no one cares about jewelry anymore. Or they care about it, but you know, they want gadgets and gizmos and so many other things. So this is so personal and so bespoke, but are there any creative ways in which you stay on top and, and, and fight for that attention amid, amidst consumers when there is all, you know, other interests in terms of consumer, you know, wishlist trends?
1: Yeah, I think that the great thing about Dune is that we can, trends come and go. We will be here forever because we don't necessarily sell jewelry and accessories. We sell memories and aspirations, right? We are going to, I can take that rock from Greece From you and crush it up a little bit and put it into a piece of jewelry that you can hold on to forever. We have a lifetime warranty on everything we do. So now you've got this tangible reminder of these special moments. And, you know, I think we are kind we're just getting started, which sounds funny after 10 years, but. You, you have to remember i'm self-taught um, I didn't go to college uh, and I, I actually didn't finish high school I left home when I was fifteen oh. so these past ten years have been just a learning experience for me and now here I am getting started and I believe that we're kind of the bridge between the kind of the millennial generation and the jewelry industry because I always say to my team I'm like if you give someone the opportunity to you, you give them a, a a choice between a $10,000 diamond tennis bracelet or a $10,000 trip to Thailand for two weeks. What are people going to choose for the most part? I mean,
0: I think back in the day, the diamond bracelet, but I would be off to Thailand in 10 seconds.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. So I think that's the really cool part of the evolution of humanity is that we really truly are starting to make changes and value experiences over material possessions. And I mean, I love material possessions too. Don't get me wrong. But but I think that's why Dune is so, is so popular and just continues to gain momentum is because we truly capture those <laughs> moments. You know, we capture the moments. And, and if you haven't been somewhere, so maybe it's not a memory, like I want to go to Greece someday so badly. Mm-hmm. I wear a bracelet every day with sand from Santorini in it. <laughs> And I'm manifesting it. It will happen someday. I know it. I'm sure of it. This is just gonna help get me there faster.
0: That's amazing. So you brought up two points that, and I might forget both my questions, but one of them was the millennials. And given what you do, I'm I'm seeing so many opportunities, A for strategic partnerships. And again, we're in COVID, which we could get to, but travel and strategic partnerships, which are you doing any of that, like partnering with a travel company or also nonprofits? I mean, there's just so much opportunity in terms of strategic
1: alliances. It's so true. And I, I think I, I need to work smarter at making that happen. But um, in the past, I mean, we, we donate a portion of all proceeds to the Association to Preserve Cape Cod, um, we also make donations to Surfrider Foundation, SmileMass.org, which is a wonderful company that brings uh, beach wheelchairs to public beaches, so that people wow. with, um, you know, handy a uh, handicap, physical impaired physical capabilities can be put in the wheelchair, not only get onto the beach, but all the way into the ocean. And these these wheelchairs float. Wow! Uh, yeah, I love I love it. I think everyone deserves a beach day, and SmileMass helps helps make that happen. So no, I would love to partner. I, my dream is Sunbum or sand cloud. I mean, those two brands are, are just fabulous. Yeah, no, definitely interesting. And,
0: um, so I uh, just so much opportunity and then talking about, you know, I, the memories, but what's been going on on several levels with COVID, like people can't travel so are people sending you like oh my god i miss traveling and i want a reminder of that particularly this holiday season
1: yeah absolutely i've been reading some of the gift messages which i love because they're always so sweet and some of them are like really cheeky and funny um and some are really sentimental it ra- it ranges but i think When COVID hit, it was like a light switch turned off. We lost 75% of our revenue. Oh (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because all of our, so our business is broken down. 70% was retail partners. So we would ship wholesale orders to retail partners all over the world. 5% was live events and Mm. 25% was our website. So that sucked. (laughs) Pardon my language. I mean, that was terrible. I I didn't know what to do in the moment. Thank God I'm a I'm a just a fighter by nature and put one foot in front of the other and started connecting with our customers in a different, in a different way, getting on Facebook and Instagram a lot more and and doing uh just a lot more, a lot more personal engagement. And that really has helped our website come along. So I think with the messages I'm seeing, it's pretty intense how sad. Some people are sad, but hopeful, you know, they're sad that they didn't get to go this summer to the, their family beach house where they connect with their entire extended family for a week. And there's, there's a lot of these. So not only is that, is there that aspirational travel that is halted where you you just want to get to Fiji or the Maldives, but also you just want to get to the Jersey shore to LBI where your family goes every year and that's That's where you, yes, Yes. And. Luckily, you know, our sales are up uh, about 20% on the website, which is saving us this year for sure due to well, COVID. Well, the other good news, like for a lot of people like you is that
0: it's kind of propelled you. It's going to be amazing because now you got it like this, like e-commerce, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like advanced and rapid growth of like
1: how to learn what to do online. That's so true. It, it is, it's, it's incredible. The things that I've learned as a, as a business owner over the past six to six, six to eight months. Yeah. And how do you have a team? How's
0: everyone internally, have, you know, how's that been with COVID?
1: Yeah. So pre COVID, I had a team of 28 full-time employees, oh, wow. team members. Yeah. So I have, I have a really highly creative, incredible people and we had to lay people off. And some people came back and some people didn't, and that was okay. I mean, I, I understand. And I mean, I still have friends that really don't leave the house. It's just too anxiety inducing for them. Mm-hmm. So the people who didn't come back, we parted, parted ways as friends, as much as you can. And, and we did some incredible hiring. And I think what I learned during this time is that previously I, I kind of have a mama bear Vibe about me where I would hire people based on potential. And that COVID knocked that out of me. I hire on skill set, mindset, and cultural fit. <laughs> That's it.
0: Yeah, maybe you could train me on that.
1: <laughs> Sherry, I swear, go to bed tonight and say skill set, mindset, cultural fit, and repeat it like a mantra. Mm-hmm. And I have made a couple really incredible hires over the past over the past 2 months and but then I'm like oh my god please god let them stay with me you know right <laughs> like, right they're so extraordinary that I feel blessed to have ha- found these people yeah
0: again i mean you know as difficult as it's been and speaking to so many just you know entrepreneurs and emerging businesses it's just you know, we're all kind of like navigating. So these crazy waters by ourselves. I mean, like you said it, you know, it's like, I don't have a board of directors or advisors or, you know, it's, it's really
1: challenging times. So kudos to you for, for doing it well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Some days I'm like, yeah, I'm kicking butt and other days, I'm like, I know. how did I even get here? I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Me too. And then there's like, <laughs> did I shower
0: today? I'm working. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And you have to do all the like face-to-face Zoom calls and every, like you've got a few days a week you put on makeup and get dressed. So let's make sure it's all, it's all, it all gets done that day. Exactly. So getting to, you know, the heart of my,
0: you know, passion is, you know, content creation and influencers and, I guess I wonder, I hear so many people like, oh, so many influencers are writing us. Do you get a lot of influencers writing you and are they good influencers and how do you feel through them? And yeah,
1: we do. We have a lot of influencers who will reach out and say, hey, I want to collaborate, which is great. I mean, I I love that they even think of us. I think oftentimes they see kind of another influencer that they follow does something with Dune and they decide to reach out and they may or may not have any idea what we do. Um, yeah, I know Always good. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard because we've got a bigger story to a more complicated story to tell, right? We're not just a sleek, sexy, good looking jewelry brand. We're personalized, we're customized, we're travel oriented, experience oriented. So, but we just, we look through them. Um, my publicist, Carol actually helps me sometimes if I'm overwhelmed with day-to-day operational stuff, Carol will jump in and, and, look at different influencers. And I think one of the biggest things we look for, not only is beautiful content, but someone who can tell a story Mm -hmm. who really can, can, I don't know that you can kind of feel their heart coming through or their, their excitement about the brand or whatever they're talking about. When you can feel that coming through um, the copy, it doesn't have to be a lot of copy, but you know, when you can feel that it's, it's important to me.
0: And I feel like there's so many ways you could go, but is there something that works better? Is it the travel influencer or the fashion and beauty influencer, like the fashion beauty like influencer
1: that works better or both? I'm so glad you asked that question because we did a, kind of an A-B testing type of type of campaign a few months ago. Normally we do beauty and fashion, but it was always in the back of my head that of course travel influencers would be the way to go. And- historically, or not historically, um, historically we've done the fashion and beauty, but this test that we did, I got totally knocked off my high horse because the, the beauty and, and, um, fashion actually outperformed the travel influencers. What? Yeah, I know.
0: I, and I, it, it you know, maybe like to like same followers, same engagements on both sides.
1: Yes, for the most part. And then also we had given out codes so that if anyone converted, we could, uh, we could track that. So more so conversions than anything else. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. I mean, the other one that
0: I would look at, we're doing a lot of work now, just what's going on. Everyone's outdoors and hiking and biking. So a lot of brands are like those out Like, and the photography of some of these people like that are like, these camping outdoor nature explorers wanderers that's another angle not necessarily people who are traveling traveling but outdoorsy i think would just because there's like people who are like wandering trails and they just have the most i mean i just want to jump into like my instagram account and like be in their in their photos hmm so Absolutely. I'm happy to share with you if you want any lists and want to look at them. I'm happy to share any recommendations. Oh my gosh, I would love that. I would really love that actually. And yeah, and then you mentioned sales. Do you, when influencers do it, do you you track sales and do you see like, oh my God, we got sales. And what is a good number of sales? I mean, obviously, everyone's you know, tons of sales, but like,
1: yeah, what do you what do you measure as success in terms of sales? I am working on coming up with a more set way to track everything um, right now, but we do track by code usage. Honestly, for a first time partnership, I'm I'm happy with, I don't know, six or seven sales that come through because at that point, you know that the audience is listening. Mm -hmm. I also think that, uh, and I don't know if you find this to be true, in my experience, consistency, really helps propel those sales, right? Like not just one off, like one one one-off post, but maybe, uh, you know, one post a month for a couple of months or three months, I think has been helpful for Dune in particular because of the storytelling that's needed. Whereas I think like Majuri, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but a brand like Majuri, which is so just sexy and beautiful and sleek and it's just beautiful, well-sourced, jewelry, I think you can do a one and done post and create a ton of buzz. But I think for Dune, you need a little more, a little more storytelling.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's with anything in advertising, like it doesn't always hit the first time. It's like making that impression multiple times. And if you spread that message and it's always different people, you're still hitting them one time because it's different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that makes complete sense. Do you have an influencer campaign that just jumps out at you that really was your favorite campaign?
1: I have a few, but, and I don't know if you can call this an influencer campaign, but we ended up hiring Camille Kostek, who is now in in the entertainment uh, business. So she's not technically influencing is not her sole job, I guess is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Um, So she's, you know, she was a a Patriots, uh, New England Patriots cheerleader and Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model. And she and I became friends during the first and second campaign sh- that we shot with, because she she lived in Massachusetts here. And she is incredible. When she promotes Dune, uh, we also have a collaboration together now. So it's a little bit of a different, a different beast. We have the Camille collection. When she promotes, it's incredible, incredible. But I love like take a bite out of Boca. Shana was off. Um she's just always fun and Gorgeous content. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's just fantastic.
0: Yeah, thank you. That's awesome to know. I'm going to take a look at both of them. So
1: thank you. Oh, and then Sherry, do you know um, Adeletta Avdi? I'm saying it wrong. She is unbelievable, and I love her. She's got a, a very large following, but she comes from this place of of intelligence when she talks about products and you can tell she really understands what she is. She's promoting or selling or, or even just talking about. She's unbelievable. Love her too. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to look
0: for all of them. I'll tell our team too. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. What
1: do you have in store for Dune for 2021? Oh, 2021 is going to be getting our operations really, really sleek and, and, Tighten up all of our operations, because if, if we're spending all this crazy money on operational things, we don't have the money to spend on marketing, and that's where we need to be spending. That's where we need to be focusing. I want to shout Dune Jewelry, uh, Dune Jewelry, to the to the like from the rooftops. I want I want to be a household name over the next couple of years, and I believe the business deserves to be because of of the team and the good work that we're doing. So. We have an experiential candle line coming. It's a teeny tiny curated collection of scents that take you away. So you can close your eyes and go to Hawaii or the Outer Banks or Bermuda, and they're going to be amazing. So the candles are really fun. And I'm in the process of writing. I shouldn't say writing. Yes, I'm writing. I'm writing a book. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. But it's going to, it's with a really cool publishing company, I don't know if I can say the name yet, but it's going to have pictures of our sandbank, so these like really granular photos of sand from all over the world. it's 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 incredible when you start looking at at these pictures and so the book is about it's like a coffee table beautiful book or it's like a biography of you. nope, it's a coffee table beautiful awesome. book. We're calling it a nightstand book because it's smaller. And it's going to be called tentatively. It's going to be called happiness comes in waves. That is beautiful. Oh I'm my God. Excited. I have yours now. Oh, <laughs> that is so nice. And a
0: great, great name. I can't wait. Oh, wow. Keep me posted. I oh, will. Yeah. And then I know you said people that you love in the influencer space, but I always end with my last question. So name an influencer you love to follow, but
1: hate to admit that you do. Okay. Oh, and I need to go back and say, Chelsea Roy is a great influencer too. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Okay. But, um, this is a funny one because I am okay with admitting, um, I think Jackie Schimmel is really funny and I know she can be, (laughs) she can be really, I don't know. She can be crazy sometimes, (laughs) but I think she's great. Benny drama. Oh my God. Amazing. Any of the Real Housewives, totally. Those I probably wouldn't admit. <laughs> right. I do too. They make me feel normal.
0: They do. Like they I'm do. Like, okay. I'm doing this okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you 110%. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's so, I mean, your story is just amazing and I wish you so much success and I hope you become that household name. And if there's any way we can help you get there, please stay in touch amazing amazing story thank you sherry i
1: appreciate it so much thank you
0: thanks for tuning in to this week's beyond the box produced by tough monkey entertainment beyond the box is brought to you by babble box with your host sherry langbert visit podcast.babblebox.com for more episodes and influencer marketing secrets